on a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We're continuing our series, ranking the best running backs of each era today, focusing on running backs of the 2000s. Before we close out with conversation about the wide receiving room and what the wide receivers coach has to say about his group, this is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils and otherwise. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to also follow us on YouTube as well so you can see my beautiful face. Wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, five-star, share, all that good stuff. Go ahead, follow me on the Bird app as well on Twitter at RichieBrads36, and you can follow the podcast as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure you never miss an upload that we have for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise. We're here 24-7. Come hit me up. But let's go ahead. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get into a rather difficult conversation on who the best running back of the 2000s was for Arizona State. Now, I'll preface it with this. It's it's kind of an underwhelming list. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I took some time looking this up, and there, there truly wasn't any one name that stood out to me. Even, even the players who I firmly believed were going to be noteworthy really only had one, maybe two years worth of noteworthy production. There was really only one guy who truly stood out to me. And we'll we'll get there towards the end. Obviously, that person will end up being number one on my list. But we're going to go ahead and start the conversation. We're only ranking four guys because there, there just wasn't a lot of production. There was a lot of guys who truly didn't do much, like a few 500-yard seasons here and there. But I am only noting four guys who truly made a difference during their time at Arizona State. First on my list, we're going to go with Delvin Flowers. Now, Delvin Flowers, what ended up getting him on my list here was he was a really good return man for Arizona State in his two years with the team as a junior and senior playing in 1999 and 2001. I did include him on this list because I I really needed to include somebody here. He did manage to get 787 return yards on 36 returns, which just about 22 a return, which isn't anything mind-blowing, especially when you consider the fact that in college, you always start at the 25-yard line. But, I mean, you, you take into account that at least he gave you something in the return game, and he was definitely like the return guy for Arizona State. That'll factor in here. In his two years with the program, he did manage to rush for over 1,500 yards with fifth, or excuse me, 5.8 yards per carry and 16 touchdowns. Now his senior year, he rushed for 1,041 yards and 11 touchdowns. Not much of a receiver though. 10 career catches, managed 115 yards and a touchdown, but 
definitely more of the return man with some skills as a runner as well. When he was given a full-time opportunity in 2001, he literally ran with it, notched himself 1,041 on the ground and 11 touchdowns. Again, just rock-solid season. Unfortunately, Delvin only had two years worth of production at Arizona State, and you know, 67% of it came in his senior year, his final year with the program. Only two years of actual statistics that are notable here. Good player for what he was worth, but not not anything that we look back on in 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 kind of this way of like, man, Delvin Flower is one of the all-time greats. He had good production. Part of it, you know, we, we kind of wish that he had more of an opportunity, but neither here nor there. Delvin Flowers checking in at number four for me. Number three, moving up to Dimitri Nance. Now, Nance never rushed for a thousand yards during his stint with Arizona State. But what he did manage to do was just be a rock solid contributor all four years with the program. Rushed for 1,934 yards and 19 touchdowns in four years with the team. Also caught 63 passes, 463 yards, and another touchdown. So all in all, just shy of 2,400 yards and 20 touchdowns in a four-year stint. Not too shabby at all. Now, he wasn't the most effective runner with a flat four yards of carry in his career, but he he still was able to make the most out of it, rushing for at least 400 yards in his final three seasons, including a senior year where he got 795 yards. Again, nothing overly eye-popping or crazy about Dimitri Nance's numbers. However, what he was able to do was be consistent and be very steady, which is something that not a lot of Arizona State running backs could say in the 2000s. And this isn't me bashing on the running backs of the 2000s. Let me, let me preface that right now. Dimitri Flowers, a fine player, or not, not Dimitri Flowers, excuse me, um, um, Oh my God, I, I literally, literally just talked about him and I already forgot. Delvin, excuse me, Delvin Flowers, very solid player. Dimitri Nance, a very solid player. They're just not guys that you look back on and it's like they're they're one of the all-time greats. They, they were able to put up production with the situation they were in. And quite frankly, in the 2000s, Arizona State wasn't this powerhouse team. They had a few years here and there, but weren't exactly the cream of the crop when it came to Pac-10 play. Back then, it was the Pac-10. So, Dimitri Nance putting up solid production, nothing to write home about, but overall, 2,937 scrimmage yards and those 20 touchdowns was good enough to get him on my list as my number three guy. Solid production, never anything over overwhelming, but a guy who was probably the steadiest contributor during Arizona State's run in the 2000s. That's going to go ahead and close out my first segment here. When we return for the second segment, we're going to go to numbers two and number one on the list of the top Arizona State running backs from the 2000s era. But first, a quick word from some of our friends. Guys, I know that those buzzer beaters can be totally love or hate, but thankfully, even if that didn't end up going your way, just like what St. Peter's was doing and running amok during their run, during their dance. You still have Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'ems 
to back up on. Their single-game pickups pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on for a 100% match. Again, stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions will apply. And guys, I know it's that time of the year where we're pretty much giving up on all our New Year's resolutions, but I'm going to be sticking strong to mine. I'm not giving up on my New Year's resolutions this year, and that's because of our good friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Puffs yet, you guys are absolutely missing out. Puffs is the first ever protein-infused protein bar. They're marshmallowy, they're fluffy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're an absolute treat with tons of great flavors to choose from, like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your favorite. And just like the regular Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. If you go to Built.com and scroll to the macros chart, you'll be absolutely blown away with how these bars are high in protein, low in calorie, high in farb, and low in, high in fiber, and low in carb. And compared to a candy bar, which is couple hundred calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bar is simply so much healthier and just as tasty with flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and for this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious with new flavors coming out all the time. They think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious first, and it'll be good for you. Now, I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Levels your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms. Let's go ahead. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right back into the conversation of the best running backs of the 2000s. And coming in at number two is a guy I thought was going to end up being number one. And the reason he wasn't is because he ended up getting banged up in his final year with the program and ultimately wasn't able to continue this dominant stretch that it appeared he was going to be on, that player being Ryan Torrain. Ryan Torrain only had two years of production with Arizona State coming in his junior and senior year. His junior year, though, he put up the ninth most rushing yards in a single season for Arizona State. With 1,229 yards, he did manage five and a half yards of carry, scored seven touchdowns. Even better, he caught 18 passes for another 205 yards and three more touchdowns. So 1,400 scrimmage yards, 10 touchdowns, over 11 yards of catch, over five and a half yards of carry. Terrain was ultra, ultra productive his junior year for Arizona State. Looked like the guy moving forward, but unfortunately, he only got to play six games 
in his senior season. Now, in that year, he still managed 553 rushing yards, five yards a pop. He scored seven touchdowns. He had another 100 yards through the air, so 653 scrimmage yards, seven touchdowns. Rock solid. Really, really good contributor. It's just so unfortunate that what looked to be a very promising career for Terrain ended up not coming to be. He did have some success in the NFL, though. He went on to get drafted in the fifth round, initially by the Denver Broncos. He ended up having just just over 1,000 yards in his career, only eight touchdowns, but was a drafted player nonetheless. I know he had fantasy-relevant seasons every once in a while, but the same story followed him to the pros, and he was constantly banged up, never had that healthy season that we all wanted to see out of terrain. And it was a bummer because he was such a talented individual, and I feel like he could have been something special if the injuries never got in the way. So number two there, Ryan Terrain. Number one, Keegan Herring. Herring, if if Dimitri Flowers was the most consistent, then Herring would have been right behind him, if not a 1A, 1B kind of situation. Keegan Herring ended up rushing for 2,650... 2,635 rushing yards in his career, just outside of the top 10. In fact, he is only behind Art Malone, literally for, if I can do math, 14 yards, and he would have tied Art Malone for 10th all-time rushing for Arizona State. Played four years for the program, two 800-yard seasons and a season of just over 500 yards and a season of 401 yards. So managed 2,600 yards in four years, he did have 5.2 yards per carry, which was pretty dang good for a career average. Had over five yards of carry for his first three seasons before having just 3.8 in his senior year. Had 20 scores on the ground. Did really like next to nothing in the air. Only had 24 career catches, seven yards of catch, no touchdowns. So primarily all this production, like 90 to 95% of that production for him came on the ground really didn't do anything as a receiver, but that's okay because he was still one of the steadiest producers that Arizona State had in their program during the 2000s for running backs. You truly didn't have a lot of guys who were doing hardly anything on the ground for Arizona State. And again, part of that is it it was just such a weird era for the Sun Devils. They were kind of in this flux of, are we good or are we not good? And in that time, They didn't really have this onus on having great running backs the way that we saw in the 2010s and potentially in the 2020s. It was just a weird era for Arizona State running backs. As you guys can clearly see, Keegan Herring, definitely my number one here for the consistency factor and the overall abilities that he showed as a runner, to me, comes across as the most rock solid and safest option here. Terrain definitely would have been number one if he could have put more years together or just stayed healthy. But unfortunately, that wasn't meant to be, and he comes in as a strong number two for me. But recapping for you guys, Delvin Flowers, number four for me, Dimitri Nance, number three, Ryan Terrain, number two, and Keegan Herring coming in at number one. That's going to go ahead and wrap up this portion of the podcast. When we return for the final segment, we got to talk Arizona State wide receivers and what the wide receiver coach most recently had to say about the position. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. 
This episode of the Locked on Sunnels podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to have all the parts that you need for your car. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer and choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, guys, we're back for the third and final segment here of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We gotta talk. We 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 gotta talk about these wide receivers and what the heck we're gonna do with them. I I like the potential that's here. I think there's a lot of interesting interesting guys there's just not someone who truly stands out to me right now it's ricky pearsall and seemingly everyone else for me there's been a lot of hype for elijah badger i think that andre johnson hopefully can take that next step as more than just a inconsistent deep threat we're all hoping that chad johnson jr at some point can become something special other than that it's it's definitely a room of who can prove themselves to be the most the most valuable and our 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 uh, our wide receiver coach Bobby Wade definitely had some interesting words to say about his about his group of guys coming into the year. Now this is per Donnie Druin over at AllSunDevils.com who was able to score this interview. And let's hop right into it. So Glenn Thomas, uh, or excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read this verbatim because I, I'm totally butchering it. So, quote, perhaps nobody, nobody may be better equipped to help ASU's receiving corps adjust to a new offense under Glenn Thomas than Bobby Wade, who returns a majority of his position group. And a direct quote from Wade, it's difficult, you know. I really feel for them having played the position and playing multiple positions within the position. You really got to spend the time studying and practicing. That's really the only way you can have a complete understanding about it. That really, they really got to spend time mastering the offense. They got, they've got to study, and that's difficult for them where they're at in their lives and what they got going on in school and everything else outside. But you got to find a way to really focus when we're on the field, on the field on what we're trying to get done. Lining up, lining up is Coach Herm Edwards always harps on it. It's the most important thing. If you don't line up and you don't and you don't got to play procedural penalties before the play, which was absolutely a massive issue for Arizona state last year before the play that are non-competitive are things we got to eliminate. And it's just concentration, continuing to focus and study in repetition. He proceeds to go on more and more about this kind of situation and how he wants to see his guys step up. He then proceeds to talk about his guys and how they needed to be ready of the situation regardless. Direct quote here, in our room, we focus on our room. 
We really never let the receivers ever really get into thinking about who's taking snaps and which guy's taking snaps at quarterback. For us, it's about being diligent, taking care of our details, and handling our responsibilities. I'll stop it right there. I absolutely love that this is the way he's coming out across this and saying that the receivers have their own responsibilities and that the receivers need to worry about themselves and not who's throwing them the football, especially with the flux that is going on with Arizona State football right now because we don't know what's happening at the quarterback spot. Is it going to be one of the top two guys between Paul Tyson and Trent Borgay, or is it going to be somebody else who comes out of the woodworks? Heck, it, it, maybe another transfer comes in for all we know. Don't mind my dog's weaking her toy. It, there, there's so much unknown that we have at the quarterback spot right now, which means that these these wide receivers really need to focus on themselves and making sure that they're ready to build chemistry with whoever ends up throwing them the pigskin. So I really like that point that he made there, and he continues to go on to say this, direct quote again. In order to do that, we got to be – diligent about discipline, alignment, assignments, and technique. And then at the end of the day, we need to find a way to make a play. When the quarterback throws us the ball, regardless of who it is, we got to have a mentality that it's our ball and we have to go attack the football, whether it's Tyson or Borgay or whoever it is back there, you know, we got to figure it out. We got to be able to gain maximum separation, put it on film and be consistent. So when they're watching film, they know what to expect of us. Again, I feel like this is worded perfectly. This is exactly how we're going to be looking at this situation is we want to see the receiver step up. I truly believe that Ricky Pearsall could be the number one receiver in this offense. I, I think he is smart enough. I think he's crafty enough. I think he has shown a lot more explosive athletic ability than people give him credit for. And I think that he can be that de facto guy in the offense from there. It's a matter of who's going to step up. Again, Elijah Badger gathering a lot of hype right now. Hopefully he can really turn that next corner and become a consistent producer for the team. Again, there's hope for the Johnsons and anybody else on the team that we could be hoping to step up here. We're absolutely looking forward to it. But overall, I, I like the way that Coach, uh, Coach Wade is coming across here in saying that we're not going to worry about anything else that's going on with the program except for us. We're focusing on the wide receivers. The wide receivers are focusing on the wide receivers. Love it. That's the way it should be. Don't worry about the outside noise. Don't worry about what's going on at quarterback. Right now, you need to worry about you. You need to make sure that you guys are in the best situation possible for whoever is throwing you the football and the offense entirely. You need to make sure that it's firing on all its cylinders and that it's going to be a consistent and well-oiled machine that starts with doing your job. I believe the receivers can do it. Clearly coach Wade also believes that that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the locked on Sunnibals podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. You can also follow us on YouTube as well. If you want to see us in a visual platform, Go ahead, wherever you get your podcast, though, turn on the notifications, subscribe, like, share, comment, five-star, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter as well, at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast while you're there, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Thank you for making us your first listen. Go ahead and make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices 
Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, Sun Devils Nation, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.